0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Oops, I Missed Church podcast. Today's conversation was recorded in 2018, the year Oops, I Missed Church became a two-hour pre-recorded radio show. I had the fortune of returning to Craig Hospital for a re-evaluation five years after my initial paralysis. So I was paralyzed in 2013, spent my rehab months at Craig Hospital, and I get to go back every five years or so, get a new wheelchair, make some new friends, and discuss what I've learned, how I'm growing, some things I might need to check on or be curious about as far as health goes as a spinal cord injury patient. So, I was able to meet Bentley Blaze, who you'll find out lived in Amarillo, Texas. I don't know where she is now, but I hope she's doing well, and I hope you enjoy this conversation originally recorded in 2018. Hey everybody, welcome to Oops I Missed Church. This is your host, Michael Everton, and I'm here today with my new friend, Bentley, who I met just yesterday. It was yesterday, right?
1: Yeah, it was yesterday.
0: Yeah, and we're here in the Craig Housing Building uh, in the lobby. So I don't know how well it's sounding. It might be a little echoey, but last week I recorded outside of a bar, so this works. (laughs) So, Bentley, let's just kind of give me an idea. I like asking the question, who are you? a lot of times just to kind of give you a chance to share who you are, you know? So I, are
1: you? I am very adventurous little wild child. I've always been. And, you know, that's half of the reason I am where I am. But it's helped me significantly because mm-hmm. I've kept my spirit, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's important. I read a Stephen Hawking quote, actually. It's important to be not handicapped in your spirit as well as physically, mm. so yeah, that's good I, like that. I think it's really important to maintain your personality for sure mm.
0: yeah, and like a positive outlook, even when it seems pretty bleak
1: exactly a lot of times. being a positive force yeah. just in general
0: mm. I like that so would you mind sharing how you how you became paralyzed, maybe where your your level of injury is and how long it's been now
1: yeah no problem so in September of 2013 I actually was shot six times I was in a very toxic relationship and during a domestic dispute between us he shot at me eight times hitting me six um, I, I honestly don't even know how I'm here. Yeah. I was conscious through the whole thing until they put me under to take my organ out, organs out. Um, I uh, initially got shot in the stomach and the left hand, the right arm, the left leg, my left cheek, and the okay. final bullet was my back. And it's because I turned to run so, <laughs> oh, man. yeah, you know, who knows what so would have happened if I were to just ain't yeah. it like, but yeah. it is what it is. And I am uh, very blessed as as the circumstances were. Um, yeah. I am an incomplete L2 partial L3. OK, and I was in the hospital for Three and a half weeks in Amarillo, Texas, where I'm from. Okay. And then I came up to here at Clark Hospital to do my rehabilitation. And so that was in October of 2013. Oh, so you
0: got here right after I checked out. Because I was here from uh, August 6th to October 11th.
1: And, and so. I, um, because both my hand, my left hand, I ended up losing uh, my ring finger and oh, oh my gosh bear, yeah. yeah you can't even tell like I've done yeah, a really good no job <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good at hiding I guess but I had that hand all wrapped up and then my right ulna was completely shattered so I had no use with either of my hands and you can't do anything when you don't have your hands here you already know like transferring yeah. anything you have to be able to support yourself and I couldn't know my arms so they, I was here for about six weeks doing mostly occupational therapy stuff. They sent me home for two months to heal, and then I came back again for six weeks.
0: Man. Oh, so you got to go home for a little while, and then
1: had to. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, was it like insurance stuff that was trying to kick you out, or
1: they had to let me heal because I couldn't do anything. Oh, right. I got so to that a, point. So were you just
0: at home in bed?
1: Yeah, I basically yeah. was like a, a dead person. Yeah. I I literally didn't do anything, and I you know you're basically an infant all over again, yeah. having to have people straight wipe your butt for you. So.
0: Yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> so. When, when, how long did it take, like, from the night that you got shot to where you were out and about, like, feeling more independent, or...
1: I like made myself do a lot of things but it definitely took a couple years like I went and went on a road trip by myself I drove from Amarillo to Galveston to go get tattooed (laughs) and I it's about a 11 hour drive and I went all by myself Mm. just me and my van and I you know just realize there's so much more I can do and before that I hadn't driven further than 30 minutes away from oh, my house really?
0: oh that's cool so <laughs> that's cool that it's
1: like me going to go on a road trip to yeah. so really
0: realize that kind of yeah like realize that like there's still so much that you can do and
1: exactly and if I can go in on a road trip by myself again there's really not a whole lot I feel like I can't do
0: yeah That's how I
1: feel. People can't even go eat by themselves, let alone go on a trip. So Seriously. It took a lot of time. I was very bitter for sure about the situation. I got over it really fast and got over him really fast, but there's those why questions and I still to this day don't know why and Mm. I'm okay with that. There's those questions in life that you will never get an answer to and you just have to accept that.
0: Yeah, I do a kind of a loose theme each week based on the fruit of the Spirit. And, and do you know what those are? They're, in the Bible, it's sort of just like values or um, uh, what's the better word? I can't remember. But it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the pretty inarguable things that like, yeah, those are good things, right? <laughs> and so the week, this week, if we air this this coming Sunday, the theme will be peace. And just hearing what you were saying about um, getting over it quickly and letting go of that guy and stuff, how, how did that happen? Like, what did it take for you to find peace? And also, do you think that you've forgiven this guy or do you think you'll ever be able to do that?
1: I've forgiven him for myself but I have nothing for him and I never will.
0: Yeah, you don't owe him anything. I don't,
1: and hatred is so, it's such an elusive thing, you know, like you, it's so heavy, if you hold on to it, it really weighs you down, Mm -hmm. and whenever you are working on your inner peace, you can't have the hatred in your heart, no matter what they did to you, you know, they have to live with that, not you. Yeah. And you have to make the most of it. And the biggest revenge I have is living. You know, mm-hmm. he tried to kill me. Yeah, and seriously. so I win <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, yeah. you know. And I, I, you know, know he's had a really hard time from what I've heard. And mm-hmm. it should be that way. And Yeah,
0: well, I don't know how you couldn't, living with that, I mean, just the, like, guilt that you would feel knowing that he, like... Permanently damaged you. Well you this know? whole
1: situation it was he was cheating on me and there was right. a girl in the house And so I was so mad and of course I had been drinking a little bit. So the whiskey it didn't happens. help <laughs> and It Gosh. just escalated, you know, and I it you know that stuff doesn't happen overnight We had a tumultuous relationship and there were many red flags I should have paid attention to But I just kept giving excuses, you know?
0: It's crazy how easy it is or how quickly we'll blind ourselves when we know, like, we're doing something we shouldn't be doing or with somebody we shouldn't be with just because... Knowing better. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't know, just because we think it's easier to just let it last or we don't want to go through the confrontation of it when in reality that usually ends up being something that's like, oh, you definitely should have just gone through it, you know, but it's like... You also can't live in that.
1: We went through a traumatic experience should've. together. Mm. At the very beginning of our relationship, his mother died of cancer. Mm. And I kept using that as an excuse for his bad behavior. And it turns out he's just a piece of yeah. so <laughs> It doesn't matter like what bad things are happening. He's a horrible yeah. person, period. Mm. So I Man. just kept. He, Has he
0: apologized? No,
1: no. Really? He did reach out while I was here in rehab. He sent me a text message, and it said, you should be here. I don't even know what oh. that's supposed to It's like, uh, I'm in rehab because you tried to kill me. Like, yeah. I didn't respond. I took a screenshot and sent it to my lawyer. I mm. just was like, yeah. I'm not doing this because that's how our crap always happened. Every time I'd leave him, he'd boo-hoo, poor pity me. And mm. even after he did what he did, he still was doing that, you know? Yeah. Man. It's silly, you know, some people are just psychopaths and you have to really recognize that they may seem normal and anybody can fake it for a while. Yeah. But generally people's Truth true colors out. come out no matter Eventually. what.
0: Yeah. Oh man. That's wild. So, I'm curious, now where do you are you still in Texas?
1: I'm in Amarillo, but I'm in the process of trying to relocate here.
0: Oh, nice. I'd I'd like to live in Denver also.
1: This is such an amazing place, and the handicapped community is so fluent, and you just get to be a part of this magic place, and Mm. it's...
0: It It does feel like a sort, like...
1: Soul cleansing, almost. Yeah, (laughs) and
0: like a sort of utopia for disabled people. Exactly. In particular, spinal cord injuries and brain injuries and stuff, just because... Yeah, I don't know. Whenever I come back to Craig, I'm kind of just like, I wish I could live here because <laughs> it's so convenient.
1: Well, what's funny is I was in the process of relocating to Denver whenever I got hurt. I had just oh, moved wow. home, which is weird. I ended yeah. up here, but I had just moved home and was saving money to move to move into Denver. So, mm.
0: Man, well, I'm glad yeah. you're taking steps to do it
1: again. I, I just, it's you know, been a big speed bump, but I mean... I have to do it and I'm especially like in a toxic place where I live is there's so much we call it dramarillo like (laughs) it's legitimately the smallest big city you'll ever Mm. be in and everybody knows each other's business and I honestly won't have a fresh start unless I leave there Mm.
0: yeah I think it's good to get out of the place that you've spent most of your life And just, yeah, I don't know, just to travel and, like, experience other cultures. And that's, like, what I'm all
1: about is mm -hmm. I live to travel and have new experiences. And, like, that was my favorite thing about what you were saying you getting to travel. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I've, I've gone on several cruises, like, went to Mexico, oh, cool. Jamaica. Like, I jumped off a cliff last year.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hopped
1: on the dude's back and said, let's go. <laughs>
0: oh, that's so, so cool. So it
1: was a lot of fun. I was like, I'm going off this cliff one way or another. We figured it out.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good. I had, I should have done that. I was in I lived in Hawaii in 2015, and there was a cliff that I wanted to jump off of, but I didn't do it.
1: Bucket list, you know, you can Can always do it.
0: Yeah. I'll jump off a cliff sometime. I'd still like to go skydiving, too.
1: That's my big one, too. I really want to go skydiving. That feeling of being free. Like, I loved the scuba aspect because of that. I have twice.
0: I haven't done that yet.
1: You need to. They actually are doing it tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, really? If you can get a doctor's clearance, I bet you can go here. They go to A1. And it's handicap accessible. They actually have an elevator down to the pool. And wow. it's like a 15-foot pool. And
0: Dang, that's cool. A lot and that's where you can get like your certification and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. T-Rec will actually work with you yeah. to do that. Talk to Carol. She's amazing. And yeah, she's who cool. runs all the trips. And Nicole from CCM. Yeah. She also is certified and everything. Man. So... That's cool. That's where I met her was at oh, SCUBA. Cool.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I had Nicole like three years ago for my reavow. She's actually going to be on the show too. Awesome. She gave me a number, so... Yeah. Um, so what do you do with your time? What do you, As a paraplegic, what do you do to keep yourself busy and for fun and... Yeah.
1: Well, I just barely started drinking again I was (laughs) sober for four over four years so and I mean I still haven't gotten drunk like it's obviously a touchy subject for me because I had been drinking you know of course I never want to lose control of myself and you know that's such a big part of where I lived. I had to stay away from it all. And I can still hang out at the bar and everything and be at parties and not drink. And I was a bartender and waitress before Mm. I got hurt. So I'm like, ha ha, you people that thought I was an alcoholic can kiss (laughs) it. Because I obviously am not if I can sit in the bar and not drink. So a lot of that, you know... having to do soul searching and figure out who I am all over again I did Mm. lots of creative things like painting and I really enjoyed that and you know traveling was a big part of it all and I just you know within the last year and a half I've really picked up where I left off you know I was Mm. kind of doing my own thing I'd work out and I'd do really well and then you know I have really bad neuropathy so I'd have like to stop for a while and seems like it's been a cycle but I've finally gotten to the point to where I don't have neuropathy like I did. Mm, I'm almost awesome. completely off my prescriptions and oh, right I'm trying to get back to all that. You know, I taught fitness and was a kickboxing instructor wow. and so I'm really just working on myself and yeah. I've done a lot of different techniques. of doing lots of meditation. Mm. Like that's very important, you know, yeah. to lose yourself in within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten into Tao. I really like uh, sacred sexuality. That hmm. subject absolutely fascinates me. Yeah, I don't um, know much about that. I would recommend a couple things when I leave. I'll <laughs> show you if you like to read. There's yeah, a bunch cool. of really cool things and I'm just really trying to figure out myself all over again, and Mm.
0: yeah,
1: trial and error, flipping (laughs) journey,
0: right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like an endless discovery, or or like self discovery, kind of learning who am I, you know? (laughs) Because especially after a spinal cord injury, because it just adds such a change and a different dynamic to.
1: Well, I knew exactly Literally. who I was mm. whenever I got hurt, and what I was doing with my life, and what I was going to do, and that's the hardest part.
0: Yeah, to have a change of plans like that. Yeah, I know it's fr- it's kind of frustrating. But how have you, um, talking about like spirituality and whatnot? What do you think um, becoming paralyzed and losing half your function, or some of your, a lot of your function? Has done to your spirituality Or your aspect of spirituality
1: Well I'm not really into Conventional or traditional religion But I do Like appreciate Certain parts from each Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense like. I definitely believe in a higher power, and it has increased my faith for sure because Mm -hmm. I know there's no physical reason I'm here. It's only spiritual. Yeah. Like, there's Mm. every injury that I had, there's really no explanation for how I'm healed. Yeah. You know, they had to take out part of my stomach, part of my small intestine. I had lost my left kidney. I, you know, had to be completely cut open. Yeah. I, I couldn't eat for seven days. I couldn't even have water. Wow. So they're having to, like, sponge my tongue and yelling oh at me because I'm trying to suck it all through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's one thing to have a spinal cord injury, but I had a double whammy. It was yeah. not just a physical aspect of it. My psyche was just broken.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, because... I don't, Yeah, just to someone think you about love, actually like, being shot and yeah, yeah by someone, especially by someone that you like care for and have a relationship. Yeah, we were with. together
1: like a year. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just like some one night stand type deal. It was yeah, a guy it that was you a... like knew and trusted. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. That's so hard, man.
1: And I. Well, like, I'm so glad you're alive. I'm. I'm so glad I'm here talking to you. Yeah. Like It's so special for all of us here at craig just in general like we're all survivors Mm, like the very epitome
0: seriously and yeah there's something so encouraging to just like share story and and like just to talk about your experience as a paraplegic because it's so different for every single one of us and there's so many aspects to it that if you're not paralyzed, you really can't understand.
1: And well, and you, d- you wouldn't. I d- there's so yeah. many things I had no clue about. Oh, yeah. Driving. I didn't, un- I didn't know you drive with your hands. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't I didn't know, know any know of those things. I didn't know how to go pee.
0: I just, Literally. <laughs> I did not understand that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and all the quiet, like, people, the uh, big one, can you still have sex? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, even if you aren't able to feel it, you can do it. Even yeah. <laughs> if you don't, like, And come on now.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy because... I remember, yeah, I don't know, I was very shocked by, or like, I remember when I was first in the hospital, I thought I was paralyzed from the waist down, just because I thought that's what happened (laughs) Like, if you got paralyzed, it meant you were paralyzed from the waist down.
1: Always from the hips down, no matter what That's what what I thought.
0: (laughs) And then I realized like, I cannot sit up when I'm laying down on my back, because my abs are paralyzed, and I like it, I just didn't realize it. And I was like, oh, wow, I can't feel oh, yeah. my stomach my anymore. yeah, my
1: diaphragm and my abs are connected to yeah. this area of my body.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's such a weird, like, yeah, just like it feels like relearning how to be an infant almost.
1: And You really go through every stage of life whenever you have a traumatic brain injury or a spinal cord mm-hmm. injury. At least i that's what I think. I mean, I did for oh, sure. Yeah. You know, you go from being a newborn and in an infant you know, literally having to be cared for, you know, getting up to a toddler stage. You're learning to sit up and walk around and all that. Mm-hmm. Even a teenager learning how to drive and, yeah. you know, I had to move back home and feel like a teenager all over again. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's such yeah. a process.
0: Yeah. How old are you again when you got
1: injured? I was 25.
0: 25.
1: Yeah, because it's
0: I don't know. It felt like for me, it happened to me when I was eighteen, and then I felt like I stayed eighteen for like four years. I felt know? on
1: pause for the last yeah, four like and a half just years, for sure. <laughs> stops you, yeah. <laughs> I I completely agree. You, you know, and you can't help but reflect. Well, where was I at this time? Like, where was I at this time?
0: Yeah. What was I doing? And what was life like? It's yeah. It's it's a weird thing because it's like fun to look back and be nostalgic, but then it's also like. Gosh, I really miss being able to feel depressing. my legs. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So c- can you still feel anything in your lower I shoulders? actually
1: am pretty well, The same, you know, I've regained a lot of feeling. It's pretty much from, like, the left side, from my knee down, I can't feel, but pretty much everything else, I'm good. Wow. It I can, have, like, little bits of nerve damage in my hands and, um, like, probably around my glutes and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's all stuff that's coming back and Oh,
0: that's cool. So
1: I mean just, I don't think that anything will ever happen with my left leg. I think that it's damaged because the muscle was shot and mm-hmm. also the nerve damage and there's still bullet fragments in my spine and so there's yeah. little bits and pieces of things that I'm just gonna have to accept it is what it is (laughs) yeah I'm happy that I've got as much as I do I'm very blessed so like an appreciative for Mm -hmm. sure
0: yeah good it's and like I don't know it's hard for me to kind of just accept it entirely as like this is how it's gonna be forever so you know I'm paralyzed and that's it because just to be alive in the time that we're alive is so fascinating with all the research and stuff and I going back to spirituality and all that stuff I genuinely believe in miracles and, like, I, I think too. it's a miracle that you and I are even alive, you know, and everybody here. And, like, so just that alone is enough for me to be like,
1: why can't I ever walk well, again? the the connections you know? and everything that you make, we probably wouldn't meet each other if oh, we yeah. weren't both in wheelchairs, exactly. you know. And I've met some of the most amazing people here. Oh, yeah.
0: That's, like, one of my favorite parts about it is, and coming back here is just, like, so many people that instantly you can relate with, you know, just by being, like... Yeah, I broke my back too, you know, and like I know what it's like to not feel myself, and so yeah, ugh, it's I crazy. I cropped
1: my pants before too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously. Ugh. We could laugh about those things now. Thankfully, there was yeah. a traumatic was, time where at that first was, it so was horrible, such a drag. Yeah. But you can laugh about it now. Yeah. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Do you know how many tattoos you have? Now, one. No. One. Yeah. That's what I tell, I tell everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I have well over two hundred and fifty hours at least, wow. probably.
0: When did you get your first one? I
1: was eighteen. Nice. Stupid <laughs> tribal tramp stamp that is covered up with piranhas now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Stupid funny. thing. <laughs> That's I think okay. that we all have those stupid 18 year old tattoos. It's
0: true. Whenever
1: but, you're heavily tattooed, you figure out what styles you like and yeah. what a real good artist is. You know, you don't realize, oh, I'm getting a shitty tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Until you realize what a good one is. And then it's like, well, I got well, to get this covered. Yeah. Like, why not even pay for that? <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny. Man. Yeah, that's cool. Well, awesome. Do you have any questions? What do you think? What would you like to talk about? What's something that you've uh, think the radio listeners should know?
1: I'm um, I I don't know. I think we're doing a pretty good job of being entertaining and, and you know explaining everything in yeah. a formative way. Like I I I think that we're doing great. Just feedback, whatever yeah, you know.
0: I agree. So, okay. What's like. What are you most looking forward to in
1: 2018? I am looking forward to my independence.
0: Hmm. Do you live with someone now?
1: My family. I live with both of my parents right oh, now, nice. which has been very nice. I'm so happy I have that option. You know, so yeah. many people are just left and kind of have to fend for the fend for themselves. And I needed this time to be there and to heal and everything. But there comes a time where like it's time to get back to what I was doing
0: yeah what do you what are you like your goals
1: I want to be up here I want to just I want to be able to work I want to be able to you know have some substance like go do fun things yeah. you know I just my biggest goal is to get out of where I'm at
0: mm-hmm. that's, that's how the I was the
1: biggest thing yeah well I do have one question what is yeah. it like To be hurt at such a young age?
0: Uh, it's interesting. It's really interesting because I think it kind of, it almost feels like it traps you in childhood.
1: I say you barely even started adulthood. Yeah,
0: because, yeah, I don't know, turning, like, going from your teens to your 20s as a paraplegic just adds an interesting, uh like aspect to it or a different angle from your
1: 20s to your 30s is the same thing dude i'm telling you oh yeah no
0: i bet because it's i don't know yeah because i had just finished my first year of school at like an internship leadership academy thing and then my plan was to get an apartment with my best friend and work for a year and then travel and so that kind of was thrown out the window and then i lived with my parents for a year Or like a year and a half, probably, and then I went out and started working, at a church in Kansas City, like playing music, and then I moved to Hawaii, and so I've gotten to go around a bunch, and that made it a lot easier, I think, because I still got to like do all the things that I wanted to do. Sounds like you were
1: still doing what you played. Yeah, I was still like
0: it's been. It was crazy how many opportunities started coming up, like after I got paralyzed, and how. people like wanted me to come and hang out and talk and do different stuff and uh like play music and speak and stuff and that was really that was just really cool how quickly stuff like that was happening
1: it's a trip to like people that are inspired by you and yeah. things it's like I'm not even doing anything <laughs> I don't know about you personally but that's how I feel I'm no, like yeah. I'm just doing what I gotta do like yeah, I'm
0: just <laughs> living surviving exactly. yeah exactly yeah no it was it was an interesting thing um I'm like super, super fortunate to have the family that I have because my parents were with me the whole time and they were super supportive and they helped me like, they made the transition way easier. Um, It was weird going back home after being at Craig for a while, which is pretty typical, you know. That was like the saddest I'd ever been after I got paralyzed was the first week home where I was just like, I, I remember I was laying in my bed and I saw all my posters on my wall And I just was like, man, I can't reach those anymore. (laughs) Like, I can't hang up my posters anymore. And that was a big
1: And you start thinking about what you can't do anymore at the beginning for sure. Yeah. I I was the same way. And, you know, and I was stuck Mm -hmm. in bed, like, not able to do anything for such a long time. It's crazy. It sucks
0: the life out of you. It's really like exhausting to dwell on the stuff you can't do you have to
1: like go and get some momentum within yourself like all right i'm gonna do this i gotta (laughs) get up i gotta live exactly you know like just surviving is such a privilege like we need to take advantage of that the gift that we were given yeah and that is a second chance
0: seriously yeah i don't know it gives you it gives you a really cool perspective of thankfulness to be alive even in like despite unfortunate circumstances you know because like even though i'm paralyzed now i'm so happy i'm still alive you know and like and generally a happy person like you're obviously
1: a happy person (laughs) like you can tell yeah there are those people you know that aren't like that and it's Mm. refreshing to have somebody that is happy to be alive instead of someone that's just giving up
0: yeah and that
1: happens so often
0: way too often there's yeah I don't know I think I always say I'm too lazy to be bummed out about it because I feel like it takes more energy to be upset and like living in regret and thinking could have would have should have you know.
1: Right, mean, that's why I went and worked out. I was pissed off. I was like, I'm gonna go hit the punching bag and lift some weights. And, you know, yeah. that's what I used to do whenever I was frustrated. Like I taught kickboxing. I was in MMA. Yeah. Like I was a brown belt. I was really oh, man, good. Yeah, that's like. Cool. And so whenever I'm frustrated or upset, you can't help but turn to the things that you used to that were healthy.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's why I play music, partially. I wish I could. Yeah.
1: I'm jealous. You still I'm could. very jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be able to play the piano still or could. the guitar. Yeah. It's going to be hard with four fingers. That's all right. I figure it out. You could do it. We'll do the little twosies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, yeah, that's wild. I didn't even notice your finger was gone.
1: Yeah, they did a really good job of, like, pulling them over. Like, you know, it would have been like that, kind of, but they pulled it over, and they drilled down, like, the part of the bone. You can even still feel the bone, and I still have phantom pains, like, sometimes it feels Mm. like it's there. It's weird. Yeah, that's hard. But, I'm happy they even saved the other two fingers, like, I don't know how they did. My hand looked like it had been through a meat grinder. I picked what it kind up of and gun it was dangling was he using? A forty caliber with hollow point bullets. Oh my those gosh. I mean I don't know what people know that are listening, but those ballistics are made to be deadly. Yeah. Like
0: those are like meant to kill They are
1: meant to kill, so like <laughs> <laughs> Mm. it's crazy i carry one of them um, oh, yeah. i do i actually ended up carrying around a bullet for two years after i got hurt in my yeah. ass cheek <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't know it was a bullet like we thought it was oh assist. my gosh and that's it ended crazy. up being a perfectly flowered po- hollow point bullet and so i carry it around uh-huh. i want to turn it into a necklace or that's something. cool you still have it yeah, yeah it's in my purse <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's wild that's cr- How long was it in your butt?
1: Two years.
0: Holy cow.
1: And I even had people, like skin people here, to look at it, because like, I, I, I literally thought it was a cyst. It felt like the size of a BB, and I couldn't fill my butt at that point. Yeah. So when I did fill it, I was like, well, that's weird, whatever. Nobody seemed to be concerned. And it got to be the size of a marble and then stopped growing. So we really thought it was a cyst. And it had calcified and it was a bullet. My poor little family physician doctor, like never seen that kind of stuff except for medical school. Like yeah. he comes out with it washed like, uh, this is what it was.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh man, what a surprise.
1: Yeah, hey. I didn't get shot five times, I got shot six, six times. <laughs>
0: oh, that's wild. Yeah, you didn't even know that it was six times. No. Wow. Man, huh. Gosh, well, I'm, that's so wild. I'm so glad you made it. Cause
1: Thank you. That's insane. The Same goes for you. Yeah, like, It's a neat getting to conversate and, yeah. you know, feel what each other is going through. Mm. There's such a huge difference between empathy and sympathy.
0: Ugh, like, for real. such a
1: f- fine line. People can always say, oh, I know how you feel. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, the, I think the worst one that I've ever personally felt and I let it go cuz he was intoxicated and whatever but yeah. this drunk guy came up to me and was like, "Oh, I broke my leg one time and was in a wheelchair for 2 days, so I know what you're going through." I just looked at him and without missing a beat. I was like, "No sir, you don't. I appreciate yeah. you trying to level with me, but go away." You have no idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: And know. it's pretty it's crazy how often people will come up to me and just start telling telling me about different like
1: random strangers telling you like about their life health and health
0: problems they've had. They're like, oh yeah, I I, I got know, it.
1: I know. You discs are <laughs>
0: misplaced and all this. I'm like, oh,
1: you I'm know, sometimes hear that. people don't know how to approach those things, and they try to humanize themselves with you. Yeah, that's what I think. That they don't know how to react, they don't know what to say, and yeah. they try to come Find up some with common, something common
0: ground. Yeah. Which is I can appreciate sometimes, and I yeah I don't know. But it's I try still very be, annoying. Yeah, it can get old. <laughs> it's just like all right, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It's just being in a wheelchair. The what do you? What's something that you've learned or experienced since being in a wheelchair that you weren't um, expecting or weren't aware of? That would be something that was common, or I don't know, just like Among- the way that you're. T- Treated by society now.
1: Oh, nobody's rude to me. Nobody's mean to my face, like (laughs) you know, things like that. Uh, No one's confrontational. Like I, not that I had those problems really before, but especially now, I don't know if someone's hitting on me or if they're being nice to me. Mm. I'm. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes any sense. No, I get that. I'm like.
0: "Mm -hmm." Yeah. (laughs) Are you just being nice to me because the chair? <laughs> or are you a, are you digging me? Yeah, yeah,
1: like.
0: I've had that. It can be. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird the way that people will treat you because nobody's. Mean. I'm like
1: you didn't like me before. I did not like <laughs> you before. Like, don't act like we're friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. don't have to be nice to me because I got a shot. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. And a lot of people, um, not necessarily people who are injured and it has been a few years but initially people feel entitled sometimes and expect things and mm-hmm. I've never been in that position you know I've been very humble through the whole thing and I've, I'm have i still tripped out by all the amazing blessings and outpouring and love I mean even yeah. still it's like it's been these many years and I still have the support and love from people you know mm-hmm. it's a trip.
0: Yeah it's wild it's like It's really cool how much suffering brings people together and, like...
1: As cliche as that sounds, I mean, it's it's true, though. It's so
0: true. Yeah. Um, I feel that after getting paralyzed... Because I've always been really into spirituality and Jesus and stuff. And after I got paralyzed, I felt like in the same way that a blind person, like, compensates for losing their sight by getting better hearing and better taste, maybe, or different things. I feel like in that same way... Someone that loses a lot of physical feeling and movement um, often, like, compensates for it by growing spiritually or mentally.
1: I agree 100%. Yeah,
0: just, like, in the way that, I don't know, I feel like it kind of shifts your perspective a little or makes you just think about things a little differently. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do, you, what do you feel like?
1: You get into different dimensions of your soul, I believe. Mm. There's. I like that uh that's part of the you know tao and the things i'm learning with buddhism and everything and chakras and there's supposed to be 12 dimensions to your soul hmm. and acquiring those different dimensions you have to be a better person and you have to be higher than yourself and higher than your old self you have to have insight you have to see what you're doing and how you're doing it and how you're living and reevaluating those things. And I think that that helped me a lot. You know, I had a lot of anger and I had a lot of frustrations and things that I didn't even realize consumed me at that point. Mm. And I've worked so hard to like bury that anger and it sucks. You know, you think you have it under control and something happens you know switch i switch
0: uh, flips or, yes
1: yeah. well my circumstance is kind of different but i thought i've done a lot of soul searching and i've really worked on myself and about a month and a half ago i ran into the girl that was in the house oh, wow. for the very first time
0: what was that like
1: that stupid girl tried to hug me
0: hmm. That's hard. Like, did you know her beforehand?
1: I did. Like, I knew of her.
0: But you didn't, like, know her on a personal level where you guys were Nothing like, good. We no. weren't
1: friends or anything. And I, she had a horrible reputation. Mm. So, whatever.
0: She's not still with the guy, is she?
1: No. No. They weren't together much longer after that. Yeah. But long enough to be there for him. It's nice mm. that you're making his life easy while fighting for mine type thing. Yeah. But... You can tell she's obviously tormented by it and guilt-ridden, which she should be. And she lied in the affidavits; like she made up all this BS. It wasn't true. I got you know mm-hmm. see it all, and she you know could have yelled, "He's got a gun!" Like you know, there's so many things that she should have done and could have done
0: mm-hmm.
1: and didn't because they were all being stupid. Yeah doing drugs and things, and that's part of it, but she came up to me and was like, I just, I just, uh, like, and she goes in for the hug, and I blocked it, and I was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I appreciate and almost respect how you're coming at me, but don't. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even have anything to do with her or that guy, and people take it upon themselves to try and beat him up and stuff, like, both of them, like, I know he got ran out of town for that type stuff, mm-hmm. and... I'm happy I never had to run into him, but yeah. it was definitely eye-opening. I was like, great. The anger that I thought I had buried, I felt, like, come up all mm. over again, and I'm I've, I'm good now, but, I, like, for a couple days, <laughs> it was <just> like, you <laughs> know, it was just mad.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: A lot of the time, most people don't have to face something like that. Oh, yeah. Especially with their injury. This
0: is rare. Yeah. Super rare. I'm like the
1: oddball of everything it feels like Mm -hmm. sometimes, but whatever. That's That's the story of my life. Great,
0: though, yeah. It's okay to be the oddball sometimes.
1: I'm good with that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think it's good. I like being an oddball.
1: It's a good thing. I'm very impressed with how you've adjusted, and I think that it's really great what you're doing and what you project
0: Thank you so much. Likewise. I lo- it's so nice getting to meet you and just to, I don't know, I really love, I'm really glad that I went to the support group yesterday. I, I almost thinking, didn't yeah, yesterday I almost too, didn't so. No, I, I think it's so cool just to share experience and conversation and like, I don't know, just dive into it because... There's, yeah, there's nobody else that can, like, standing people don't get it, <laughs> you know? As no well, and I love relate. my standing friends. But <laughs> we love
1: our standing they, people, yeah, but they, they don't get it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just because, yeah, they can't. And I wouldn't want them to, you know? Because, like, I don't want someone to get, I don't want people to get paralyzed or break their backs. I or would
1: anything. never want anyone to go through what I went through. Yeah. Even my worst enemy.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And that's a big part of it, too. You gain so much compassion. Mm, Yeah. Like, even that stupid girl, I could see how bad she was hurt, and then I, f- for a second, felt bad for her. Mm. And then I was mad at myself for feeling bad for her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: just a vicious cycle. Mm.
0: Yeah, and you can't hang on to it because, I don't know, bitterness kills you. And uh, it does so much more damage to you. Than it does to the person you're bitter towards you I know? mean
1: physically and mentally Oh I yeah And you know that stress and everything Holding on to will just take a toll on your body And I'd like to hold on to What bit of body I have left Oh yeah
0: Seriously yeah That's why I say I'm too lazy Because I, <laughs> I don't want to be tired all the time And I feel like if I was just thinking About it and I would just be tired I mean, yeah, it, like, Self pity and feeling sorry For yourself and all that it's it's w- really, like, it's a backwards movement, I feel, to, like, live in that self-pity. And,
1: and everybody has their days, and there's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with that every once in a while, but you can't dwell on that. Yeah,
0: it's just you can't stay there.
1: You're it's allowed okay to, have to have your, take your days. take a vacation, yeah, but... was it? You're allowed to be as weak as you are strong. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Have it's a good. day of crying, like, feeling sorry for yourself, whatever... Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep on rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's good. Because, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's, yeah, those days are important sometimes, I think, for a person to, like, remember that it's okay to grieve. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to get upset. Because I think a lot of times I used to be, like, afraid to let myself get upset because I've always been a pretty happy guy or, like, pretty positive guy even before I got paralyzed. And so... It always, it's just always has felt kind of strange to be, like, mad.
1: Unnatural. You know, yeah, it's like, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Man. Well, we've been talking for about 45 minutes, and the show is two hours long, and so I have it split up and stuff. Cool. But thank you so much for being my guest, Bentley. Yeah,
1: thank and you for having me. And I have me. your number now,
0: and so if you're in Denver, I, I always come back to Denver because my parents live in Walden.
1: Oh, awesome. So. I'll get yours one here. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. But thank anything you for like? having me. Yeah, like, I appreciate it. I'm so glad it worked out.
1: I know. Going to work out because I'm mad and getting to come chit chat. That's nice. <laughs> Did you go
0: work out already?
1: Yeah, that's oh, all. cool. Was headed so we caught back. you on the back.
0: Yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Benley. Thank you. Friends, you may have noticed there was some censorship in this episode. Oops, I Missed Church is normally a radio show, and you're not supposed to cuss on the radio. I've always been a little confused about it, because it seems like some cuss words are acceptable. I've heard some cuss words on the radio. So, I don't know. So, with the radio show Oops, I Missed Church, I've always censored any cuss word at all. But now that it's a podcast, I don't have to censor anybody. This particular conversation that you just heard, I don't know where the non-edited version is. So I apologize for the censorship if you're just here to hear people cuss, because you missed out today. And really, caring about cussing might be a waste of care. Anyway, thanks so much for joining me. Another Oops, I Missed Church podcast episode. This was episode number seven. God loves you. I'm your host, Michael Everton. Go and love your neighbor. I miss church.